The following is not legal advice coming from an attorney. Nothing more than a father speaking from his own experience. Should you need actual legal advice, contact an attorney. It's time for another episode of The Father's Truth. The show where real men band together, stand up for father's rights, and bring the father's truth out of the darkness, out of the darkness, and in to the light. Giving fathers a voice everywhere. A broadcast brought to you by the Father's Lives Matter Network. Here's your host, Alan Donovan. All right, guys, it is Friday evening, and that means one thing and one thing only. It is time for another episode of The Father's Truth. I am Alan Donovan. On these shows, when I interview a father, usually most of the time they are an alienated father, and that alienation can last from months to years. Raphael Palmero has been on the show, I think this is his sixth time, I want to say, maybe fifth or sixth time that he's been on. And over the course of that time, he's been alienated from his kids for the last six years. So it's been pretty extensive that he's been alienated from his kids. Um, You know, he's got quite the story. He's seen the lowest of the lows, spending time in jail to rebuilding himself to where he's at now. Now, he approached me last week and told me that he had some really incredible news. And, you know, he wanted to come on the show and talk about it. And I'm not going to spoil it as to what it is. I'm going to let him come on and tell himself what it is. So let's go ahead and get Raphael in here. All right. We're just waiting for him. I hope everybody had a great week. I know I did. It's still winter here, even though it is March. It is snowing outside right now as I am speaking. So hopefully that'll change. Raphael, brother, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, brother. So happy to be back. Yeah, what's been going on, man? I know you got some big news, but before we get to that, how's things been going? Oh my God, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I'm I'm blessed. I'm living a great life right now. Um, I got no complaints. Uh, just a couple hours ago, I got I got offered a, a movie role. And what? Villain. Seriously. The character you going to? You know, you're gonna crack up, dude. That's that is awesome, though. That you got offered a movie role. Congrats! Yeah, yeah. Last Saturday, um, I got a phone call, and I got uh, from from a director who happened to be at a wrestling show that I was performing in. Nice. And uh, inquired about me and asked, you know, got a hold of me and asked if I would be interested in auditioning for a role. You know, I'm thinking, you know, for for a horror movie, I'm like thinking something small, you know. Yeah. I don't know, if it's a zombie. I don't know. I didn't know nothing about the movie. I've never acted before. I've never done anything. And um, and he goes, it pays this much a day. And I was like, as soon as she said the amount, I was like, oh, I'm interested. In <laughs> You're like, tell me more. I've never acted before. I have no experience. And she goes, oh, you'd be perfect for the role for what we're looking for. And uh, it's the lead role, the lead villain role in the movie. And I was like, what? Dude, that is awesome. And so the role is about a narcissistic crazy ex-husband what wow now tell me that does not just that's like karma going hey you've dealt with this for the last six years 
here you go. You're going to play the other side of the tracks because I know you've dealt with it. I've seen the blowback from what you've dealt with because I've dealt with it by proxy. And I got to say, I got to say, I'm really surprised. It's been crickets. Since I, since I said you were coming on the show, it's been absolutely crickets, which blows me away because every other time that you've been on the show, as soon as I post that little advertisement up, my inbox starts blowing up. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it's, it shows uh, it shows me straight from her, which is good. Um, yeah, the, the, the funny part about it is that um, while I was on speaker with a director talking about that, my son was sitting next to me listening to it. I just started cracking. No way. That is, are you serious? <laughs> Well, that's well. I mean, you've got a wealth of knowledge to draw from after having dealt with that for six years. You know, maybe you can employ some of those tactics. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's awesome. That's awesome that you're going to be doing that. Uh, how's the wrestling going? It's going great. I mean, I'm wrestling every weekend somewhere, a different town, different venue, in front of you know larger crowds all the time, doing TV for wrestling. I mean, it's. Oh, it's, it's a lot more than I ever thought it was going to be. I'm having the time of my life, and um, I, I man, I'm blessed. Like I said, I'm, I'm living the dream. I really am, and I have my family with me to, to on this ride with me, and, and just doors opening, you know, that I, I didn't even knock on. You know, they're just like opening and you know, come on in, try this out, try you know, check this out. Let's go here, let's go there, let's try this, let's try that. So, uh, well, that's awesome, man. I mean. You know, ever since I met you from the first time you came on the show, you've been a man of faith. That's one of the things that has always consistently come through whenever we do one of these shows is your faith in yourself and your faith in God and your faith that everything would turn itself around. Because like I said, at the start of the show, you know, you've seen the lowest of the lows for somebody. You've experienced that. You've hit the rock bottom as far down as you can go. You've hit that. And you've built yourself back up, you know, step by step by step. And it's taken time. And I know it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for you personally. But now it kind of seems like everything is coming together. Yeah. Um, like I said, my faith in God, he surrounded me with the right people. I've had a lot of help. I'm not, I'm not alone on this journey. I didn't move on myself. I have the most wonderful supporting wife, the most wonderful supporting daughter. You know, that's they see me through, through it all and been there to hold me up. And now I have my son back in my life, which just strengthens my circle and, and just makes life more wonderful. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden we're best buds and, and it's, it's the most awesome thing I'm, I'm experiencing right now. I don't have words to express how I feel. Just a lot of gratitude. A lot of gratitude. Lot Dude, of that, gratitude. that is truly awesome. Take me through how this all came about because I know the last time that we talked, there was still that distance, you know, because they were still dealing with mom and all that stuff. And you were, you know, still kind of dealing with that yourself off and on. So how did this all come about? Well, you remember, I don't remember the conversation we had, but I got into professional wrestling mm -hmm. because it's something my son wanted to get into. It's something we always did. It's part of what we do, you know, and I'm hoping that that would be a way for me to connect with them. Right. Well, he turned 18 this past August. And the restraint order that was, you know, on, on my kids, it, it doesn't expire until May of this year, but because he turned 18, it no longer was in effect. So I, I didn't have a contact number for him or anything. I just had his Instagram and, um, I 
on my story. I wish them in on my on my timeline. I, I wish them happy birthday. I tagged them on it. And 15 minutes later, I get a phone call from the police department in the town that he lives that I'm breaking a restraint or they're trying to the cops trying to convince me to go check myself into the police department. God. Myself in, right? Seriously? Yeah, I knew it expired. You know, I made sure that it, that it was expired. And he's like, well, email me the information that that proves that I did. And he was still trying to tell me that I was in violation. Anyways, I go, well, you do what you got to do. File what you got to do. You know, he was going to do a, a search warrant. I don't know, I'm not search warrant. He got warrant for my arrest and all that. Seriously? Jesus. Yeah, I go, you do whatever you need to do. Okay? And I go, I just have one question. Was it my son that, you know, made this report? He goes, no, it wasn't. Of course not. Like, how, is it? Like, how is it that anyone else can file for him if he's of age? And he goes, well, it's like a, uh, a husband beating up the wife and the neighbor calls the cops. You know, I'm like, how are you going to compare me what should have a birthday to my son to a domestic violence dispute? You know? Anyhow, my son didn't block me from his Instagram. He read the message, saw the message, but he didn't contact me back. So that, let, that left it open for me to you know, every day for a couple months, how you doing, son? I love you. I miss you. He would read the messages, but he wouldn't answer back. And then I started uh, trying to start conversations with him and just, you know, son, let me, can we talk? I, I leave him voicemails on it. I, I just, you know, every so many days just started trying to get him to interact with me. Well, um, about a month ago, uh, I was at a wrestling show. I came home at around midnight and at 1230 at night, he called me. Really? But, oh. Yeah, he called me, but nah, it wasn't the uh, the way. I mean, it wasn't in like you know he was upset about something. Um, so he needed dad to talk to. He, he, yeah, he hit me up about something his mom told him that he was really upset about, and he, you know, I heard no. He, I, he he called me everything you can think of. He was really upset, and I, you know what, son, let it all out. Let it yeah. all out. Let me have it, and I let him say everything he wanted to say he let it all out you know and of course it hurt to hear it you know and um and after he let it all okay so i cannot talk now and then he let me talk and i told him and you know my side of the, of the story we were on the phone for about six hours holy like cow yeah. six morning, okay and he told me that his mom admitted to him what she had done, you know, that what she had been denying all these years. But it came with, I did that because, but, with the but. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go into what happened right now because I told myself that I would keep some of this stuff to ourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. He still needs to, he still needs to address her about, as the last time I talked to him last, uh, last night, he, had an, um, he hasn't had this conversation with her yet. He just got back on Monday, uh, back home. He met with her yesterday. He went to go watch his sister play basketball yesterday, and he was with his siblings, and he told them all about the trip and how wonderful the time he had, and, and just, you know, just, just all the good news about seeing his dad again, right? And so he, he went back to my other children and told them, you know, what a great time he is and has, and showed them my wrestling videos and all this stuff. And anyways, he, he said that was an appropriate time to, to address it with his mom. And so we had that conversation, that man-to-man talk, he heard me out, and then he just started piecing things together. You know, okay, what else did she lie about? What else, you know, and then just, we just came to a, to an agreement that we're going to work together to bring the family back together. 
you know, that he's going to be the bridge that's going to reunite me with his siblings. And so he just asked me not to bash his mom because that's still his mom. And it yeah. hurts him to hear, you know, even though she did what she did and all that, he, he you know, he's so protected as his mom. You know, us as Mexicans, we're taught that way. Mama, you know. <laughs> well, and, mama, and, you know, and I think that's, I think that goes for anybody. You know, there's always going to be, you're always going to have that love for your mom. And there's always going to be that want to protect her, even if, and that's a big if, you know, she's done questionable things. So I, I, I totally understand where he's coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, he was aware of that, what she did. And then ever since then, we talked on the phone just about every day. We FaceTime, we, you know. And then I was just, son, why, why don't you come down? You know, I'll get you a flight. Come down, visit your pop. See my see my setup? You know, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. <laughs> that was going on personally you know he, um, and so he agreed to come he had he had just moved out of his mom's house he's been with some roommates and um i go bring your bring your best friend with you i'll get him a flight too just so to bring, you know so he wouldn't feel awkward yeah he was, you know he was a little hesitant at first i'm like oh i'll, I'll fly him over too you guys can stay at my house and you know have a good time i'll show you around and, and anyways um they, they agreed got him some plane tickets out here for 10 days and um as he, i started spending more time with him he started opening up and telling me just how bad things were are <laughs> back home yeah you know and so um he confided in me a lot of things that got me really upset made me angry <laughs> and i had to control myself and bite my lip and he goes i just don't want you you know attacking my mom about it he goes i'm dealing with it i've dealt with it you know, and, and so um, it's made me who I am. Very, very mature for his age, you know. He, he was telling me how he was forced to grow up so fast, having to, you know, take care of his brothers and sisters while his mom worked, you know. Yeah. And, and um, anyhow, uh, he, he told me everything that she doesn't want me to know. Mm. Okay. And, um, and so I said to him, son, don't, don't worry about it. We're, we're going to work together. We're going to figure this out. And, um, he agreed to, in June, he's gonna, when the lease uh, expires, he's going to come down and live with me. Great. Hope my wife and I, and, and um, start over. Great. So, um, so that, that's about to happen, you know. So he went back to finish what he's got to do, and in June, I'll have him here with us. And, and um, we already got everything lined up for him. I got a job for him lined up. He, he's, a, he's a rapper. <laughs> oh, nice. A really good one. A really, really good one. He's really talented. I have no idea. I mean, the lyrics, you know, I hear him at the <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's really good. So, um, so I got him some studio time. I have a client that I train for. Uh, you know, I'm a personal trainer mm-hmm. that happens to own a studio. He's a producer and he's really well known. He, he does he performs in front of crowds and he does all kinds of stuff. And um, got him in there. We recorded two songs. And wow, I was like, that's my son. <laughs> you know, my his, his sister and I. Uh, my my stepdaughter's sister. And I were in the studio with him with his best friend, and they were rapping, doing their thing. And we're like, wow, this is pretty cool. I could see him do something with it. He really, you know, commits to it. And so, um, so anyhow, um, brother, I don't even know. You asked the question. Well, so. I am the happiest man on God's green earth right now. I got my son back. And I, I that, that is awesome. That is that is so awesome. You know, you are the first father that I have interviewed. You know, in the time that I've been doing this, and we're talking at this point 
200 plus shows, somewhere around there. You're the first father that I've talked to that has been severely alienated and has come out the other side and is now starting to reunite with their children. So I'm so very, very happy for you. I saw when I saw that picture, I kind of did a double take and I had to go back through and reread it. And I was like, no, I was like, dude, that is fucking awesome. I love to see that because that is set, that, that's such a magical moment, you know, for me to see that because, you know, I feel like I've been a part of your journey because I've talked to you so many times. I've had you on the show so many times and I've heard so many intimate stories of the struggles that you went through. And then, you know, my own journey dealing, you know, with, with, you know, the after effects of when I would have you on the show and, you know, my side of having to deal with that, you know, I, I'm so very happy for you, Raphael, to come out the other side and to start reuniting, start that rebuilding process and start catching up on, on those six years that you've missed. That's the most yeah, important I'm thing. Trying to make up everything in one week, brother. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. We got here on Saturday. I picked them up from the airport. I parked all crooked on the side of the, you know, when they woke up. And I just ran. I could tackle them, squeeze them. <laughs> I was kissing them. I was just like, I, oh, my God. I, no, that's that's I so fabulous. I told them that, that, at that moment, I go, son, the day you were born, the happiest day of my life. Today <laughs> is the second happiest day of my life right now holding you. See you with my old eyes, squeezing you, hugging you, kissing you. Um, man. And all the people were watching this, they're like, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, Lion King picking up my son, you're <laughs> Music in the background and the whole nine yards. You know, and, and that's so awesome because you get into, you know, for the people that are listening to this that have never experienced this sort of thing that Raphael and I are talking about, you know, I've experienced it too, not on the level of six years, but I've experienced it too. And I know for me, you know, there would be times where I would get home from work and I would just sit there and I would cry because I knew I was missing out so much of my son's life. And, you know, at the time I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if, you know, I was going to be able to be allowed to be a part of his life. I didn't know how things were going to work out. And it's such it's such a horrible feeling. I mean, it just destroys you on almost an atomic level because that's your child. That's your flesh and blood. My son told me all those horrible things that his mom told me about how they don't love me, and, you know, all this stuff, and that they call the other guy dad, and, and that how tight they are. You know, that, that's all bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I kind of figured. I don't, none of us call him dad. We're not, none of us are close to him. Not, you know, all this bull crap, dad. You're, you're, you know, he goes, I've always thought about you. I've always wanted to talk to you. I've always wanted to reach out to you. I just didn't know how. I, didn't, I, I was told I couldn't. All this stuff, you know. Um, he left saying, dad, none of the stuff that was said about you, the negative stuff that was said about you, was, was, none of it is true. You know, I've witnessed it. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, he's like, none of that's true, dad. You know, and, and, um, he left happy. I mean, when he was saying bye to me, I mean, he didn't want to let me go. I didn't want to let him go. It was like, and the most rewarding thing I heard from him when he, when um, he was here was that I feel like I'm home. I go, son, that's because you are. That's got to be a great feeling. That has got to be such a phenomenal feeling. The only thing he said to me was, yeah, I feel like I'm home. And it's like, you are home, son. This is your house. This is your home. You don't ever have to ask to come over. You just 
come over, you know. I'm here or not. Here's a key, you know. This is your home. You're always welcome here. Always. Dude, that is that is awesome. Um, so June, he's going to be moving in with you guys. Mm-hmm. He said he'll be here by Father's Day. That that'll be a phenom- that'll be a phenomenal Father's Day present. Oh man, that's a gift you can have, right? Man. Yeah, so he said he's going over there and, and soften it up. He's going to do what he can to soften it up for me, and because the restraining order expires in May, and um, had this not happened, she probably would try to extend it again, lie again in court, whatever. And now what she, she admitted to him what she did. So what's she going to do? Just keep lying? Probably. You know, keep this up. Keep keep the. The nonsense up, you know. Um, and um, one of the things that that, that she, uh, he, he gave me uh, an envelope, a Manila envelope from his mom. And every time I get a Manila envelope, from it's papers, her, usually a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, what's in here? Yep. And it was a bunch of pictures of the kids throughout the years. And she left me a note in there that says, "Here's some pictures of the kids in good faith." This is the Arkansas quote: "In good faith." Here's some pictures of the kids throughout the years. And I know she's listening. And, and this is what I told my son is, in good, I go, I'm, I'm grateful for the pictures, son, but I've had pictures for the last six years. That's all I've lived off of is pictures. In good faith, tell your mom to let me see my kids. In good faith, tell your mom to let me have a relationship with our children. You know? She yeah. really means that. Let's, let's, let's cut the nonsense off. Let's cut the BS. Let's, let's, let's do what's best for them. You know? Well, and, my son himself, and that's oh, exactly we it. We all need you. I've yeah. always you. you know that that's exactly it how far does it go before you know the parents involved start realizing look you know i'm really fucking our kids up by continuously yeah. doing this i need to stop you know how far does it go before she's going to realize that okay what i'm doing i obviously cannot do this forever you know our oldest son is 18 now and he's already finding out the truth you know, what's going to happen when the other ones start going down that road? Because, it, you know, that's the thing. I tell fathers, it only lasts for so long. There's always light at the end of the tunnel because eventually that child, your child is going to turn 18 and they are going to come looking for answers. Well, I'll tell you one thing without saying it, but saying it is he didn't move out of the house by choice. He was forced out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it started as early as 16. Oh, okay. So you said... So some pushback, some pushback, obviously. And so, and, and there's, I guess there's, there's more to it. And like I said, I'm going to talk about it because it's it really shows, you know, it's uh, how, how far someone's going to go out of spite, you know. So it, it's um, so I just I just hope that this is an eye opener that even through all that, my son is still not bitter, not resentful towards her. I, we had a great talk about that about how you know we got we. You gotta just figure. This is what he told me, okay? Now, Dad, I just want to heal. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, and you know, I think if you're the parent that's been alienated for all these years, and you come into it with the belief that the child should hate their other parent, I think that I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. Because so often in these kind of circumstances, we forget that our kids didn't get to decide who their parents were going to be. They were just born and they were thrown into the middle of it. And, you know, 99.9% of the time, they're in the fucking middle of a tug of war going from one parent to the next. And, you know, they love both their parents equally. 
you know, and it's, it's so hard to be on the outside looking in on stuff like this because of that. Yeah, and you told me that it's not fair that my, me and my siblings were caught up in your guys' bullshit in a crossfire of your guys' bullshit. Yeah. You know? Kids are, kids are collateral damage to this kind of stuff. I don't care what you did. We're the ones that got caught in the crossfire. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it's true. I mean, I apologize a million times, you know. I'm sorry, son. I, I, I apologize for everything. I, I put them through it and, and, and I, you know, asked them to forgive me. And, and I'll spend the rest of my life trying to make it up to you, you know, and, and um, just to give me a chance, you know. And, and so, um, you know, you hear the hurt. You hear the pain, you hear the all that, and it's it's, it's right. It's it's not right. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's, it, it, it's so, and he doesn't want his siblings to keep hurting anymore either. Yeah, he doesn't want them to be lied to anymore. He wants them to know, you know, that <laughs> like you like said to me, you know, Dad, we we need you. We all need you. Yeah, you know, so, um, well, because at the end of the day, you feel pain. You know, obviously, your ex has a lot of pain that she's dealing with a lot of issues that she's dealing with on her side but ultimately at the end of the day the kids that are caught in the middle they're the real losers here because it it destroys them on a level that we don't understand and a lot of times it reinforces these negative tropes that they have in their own mind and they take that shit on with them later on in life and they you know do the same things that they saw their parents do so it's a losing battle for everybody involved but it's the kids the kids are the ones that lose the most and so often parents lose sight of that fact yeah and that's what happened here and this was happening you know and so um i'm hoping that ah, this just ends that war you know um we both made choices and decisions that we got to deal with and live with and and, and, and Accept them and move on. That's it. Could you ever see yourself in the future being being in a friendly relationship with her? Could you ever see that? Uh, well, like what? Hang out together? Not, not, hey, not hang out together, but being, you know, being nice to each other because you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be around each other for the rest of your lives. Family events, you know, kids get married. Babies are born, stuff like that. You guys are going to have to interact at some point. Could you see a future where you are able to do that with her? I can if she apologizes sincerely to to my kids, to our kids. I can. She don't have to apologize to me. That's good. That and that says a lot. That's you know that right there. That's being the bigger man because so often we get in these kind of circumstances where we've been so grievously hurt that we can't imagine any kind of relationship with that person in the future unless they apologize to us for so for you to say you know if she apologizes to the kids for what she's done absolutely so kudos for that well when she did apologize to them and and, and make it up to them, you know every day by changing you know and, and maybe even be an advocate against parental initiative you know she's Turn, turn around. Yeah, turn the other cheek, man. And, and I know she's listening. You and I both know that she's listening. You know, sincerely, look at what this has done to your children over the last six years and ask yourself, is this worth it? Is it worth continuing to do this? And honestly, think about that because I know you hear what I'm saying. I know you're going to see this. So, you know, sincerely, think about that. Exactly. So, like, for me, I can't be upset about it because it ended up working out for me. You know, I have the most supportive, wonderful wife. I got 
had a daughter out of it, another daughter out of it. You know, um, seeing how my wife was with my son, or you know, our son, this past week, how you know, and, and she, it made me fall in love even deeper with my wife. You know, because I've never seen her interact with them. And it, it just showed. She showed me how much she loves me by the way she was treating me, and yeah. the way she was treated. It's like it's her son. Like they knew, she knew him all forever. You know, and, and loved on them and took care of them and and his, and his friend. You know, and it, it was just. You know, as a dad, you know, because you, know, you never know <laughs> how the other spouse is going to be, you know, with your children. Well, yeah. Man, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's exactly it. I had, you know, I had a a, uh, a guest on the show a couple years ago that I've kind of stayed in contact here and there. He got married, you know, a year ago, and he reached out to me last night, and I was talking to him, and he said, yeah. I said, well, how's things going? He said, well, you know. I'm divorced. I said, what? I said, you guys just got married like a year ago. What the fuck happened? He goes, well, you know, she, she couldn't handle my kids. You know, she wasn't as good with my kids as I thought she would be. And that happens so often. You know, when you're the, the new wife, the new husband coming into this situation where you have stepsons, stepdaughters, it's tough. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't survive that because they don't know how yeah. to integrate that. And I also have to thank my son for the way he was with my, my wife, you know, and, and, and his sister. He did the same thing because we had been FaceTiming also. So it's like, it was, like you said, he thought he was home and he felt like he was at home and, and, he, and he saw the love and, and how, how much everybody loved him. Even my, even my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, <laughs> you know, they treat him like their grandson, as their nephew. I mean, the whole side, my wife's side of the family was, was awesome. You know, they threw him a party here, and we had all his friends from back home, about, what, seven, eight of his friends, I that came on the, the, the Sunday, the day after he got here, and I threw him a, you know, my wife made him a nice dinner, and had all his friends over, and, it was, you know, a bunch of skaters that, you know, they look like troublemakers, but they're great kids. <laughs> on a skateboarding trip, you know, showed all that, and, you know, kids that my, my, my son hasn't seen in four years since he left from here, and it was just awesome, you know, and and we just spent every day doing something, you know, I took him to train and wrestling with me, he saw me wrestle in person twice, and he was the loudest of everybody, <laughs> which I had to keep my composure in the ring, because you hear your, your son, I can hear him. Screaming for his, screaming for his pops, man. And he's like, whoop his ass! <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, and, and everybody embraced everybody loves my story, you know. So anywhere I took them, they, they knew the situation and they're just like showing so much love, so much support. Um we have a, a saying in, in wrestling, you know, putting somebody over when you make them when you talk build somebody up yep. to uh you know, everybody was just just saying, you know, telling my son what you know good things about me and, and, and how how they appreciate me, respect me and love me and it was you know, it was just, <laughs> it was just very overwhelming, but um, so much appreciated. And, and, and my son got to see firsthand who his dad hangs around with, who this tight circle is, who loves me, who don't. I mean, all that, you know. And, yeah. And just, you know, my, my son told me, Dad, I'm so happy for you. I am so happy. Good, you know, hopes it good for you. And how Hannah, you see how, how Hannah is with me, how she's my little shadow everywhere she, you know, she goes. And it was cute because um, before my son got here, he kind of um, asked me, well, now that your son's coming, you're not going to treat me any different, right? Like, <laughs> I go, honey, you're going to show him who's boss here. You run this house. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, anywhere we go, 
she was the one shotgun controlling the, the music and running things, you know, like she does with, you know, every other day. So it was just awesome seeing them interact and, 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 and all that, you know, so it was, I, I just couldn't ask for more from everyone that was around. Well, that's, life. that's awesome. Cause he's, you know, he's seeing a side of his father that he never got to see, you know, because you are not the man now that you were then that he remembers. Yeah. So he's seeing a yeah. whole new version of you and taking it in and he's blown away going, Holy crap. All these people love my father. And you know, that that's pride. That, that's gotta be a point of pride for him. You know, coming from the situation that he came from, hearing all the things that he heard, and then getting there with you and seeing that it's absolutely the reverse of that. So that's that's awesome. No, I was just going to say that that's awesome that he got to see that. Also, I think his best friend, Kaylin, that came with him, um, he got through something similar, not to that extreme with his parents when they separated and so when I was reaching out to my son, he was the one encouraging my son, dude, you just call him. He's not asking you for anything other than give him a chance. You know, he's not asking you for money. He's not asking you for favors. He just wants to talk to you. You know, so he really pushed it too for him to give me a chance. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that because my one of my prayers was God send myself some people, so somebody that would talk some sense into him, that would give him good advice, that can, you know, be there for him. And, and so I, I got to give a shout out to Kalen for uh, for doing that for us because uh, he's a good friend. And That's he, awesome. We got good friends. We got to keep them, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, because in this day and age, good friends don't come very often. And so uh, he's always welcome here. So That's awesome. Good, good job, Kalen. Good job, man. That's... You know, a lot of times in these kind of situations, you know, they, they need that little extra push because, you know, they're coming from that, that you know, situation where they have that warlike mentality that they don't want to reach out, you know, and you, if you have somebody on your shoulder going, hey, just give it a try. You know, oftentimes that makes the difference. Yeah, it does. You know, so I'm grateful for that, man. And it's just... We did so much in one week, bro. I took him to the gym. <laughs> he went to the MMA gym, you know, because he's, he's really, really enjoys that. Uh, my mom threw him a party with all the family on the, the day before he left, you know, so he got to see everyone he hasn't seen in a while from my side of the family. And, he, you know, um, like I said, went to a couple of wrestling shows. He did a lot of wrestling stuff. You know? That's awesome. Maybe, maybe he'll become a wrestler. That? Maybe he'll become a rest, a wrestler. You guys can do like a tag team, you know, kind of father son angle kind of thing. <laughs> there you go, man. Heel, heel and baby face kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Anyways, it's it's just awesome, man. I'm, I'm like I said, I was just the proudest dad, you know, and, and I was just showing them off to everybody, and, and um. You know, showing them around, showing them everybody that's you know that I that I hang out with, and, and just so you can see the setup, so you can go back with the good report. You know, and he did, he has, and he's going to keep uh, working on his siblings with me. You know, because uh, the one my second oldest, you know, he's a little hesitant right now. Yes, he's having a hard time believing that his mom would do such a thing. You know, well, and yeah, I, it's it's tough, I'm man. The same way with my mom when she yep. did her thing to us, and it was a hard time for me to. It's hard to swallow. Yeah, it's it's hard to wrap your mind around it because you know you grow up and you think, what well, you know, regardless of whether it's your mom or your dad, you grow up thinking 
you know, they're, they're looking out for my best interest. They have the best interest for me. And, you know, it's hard to wrap your mind around it when you start finding out that there was something else going on, you know? So yeah, I, I feel for him. Absolutely. Cause that, that's, that's tough. That's a tough position to be in. You know, hopefully his big brother will guide him through that and, you know, tell him everything that he needs to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and he's, he will. He says they're really tight. They're really tight, but, you know, he's a little more stubborn. But uh, I think he'll come around. Just got to give him some time. You know, I mean, it's all new. It's all fresh. You know, there's a lot he doesn't know. I mean, his brother hasn't, they don't have it yet. And I told him to take it easy. It's <laughs> <You know, laughs> a lot to, to grasp. All that one oh, time. yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to digest. I mean, that's some, in all honesty, that is honestly some life, life-changing information right there because, you know, it's it's basically going to explode his view of what his life was and is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, in good faith, uh, let's make this work, um, baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. Not for us, you know, for them. Yeah, you know, for them. Us, you know, and so I'm just hoping, you know, she comes around and, just, you know, gets her head out of the butt finally. Yeah. Just, no. Uh, oh, you know, it, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. You know, it, it'll be interesting after I post this in the next couple of days to see if my emails and my DMs start blowing up because they always inevitably do whenever I have you on the show. So, you know, I think that will be a, a, a good tell as to what's going on there on that side of it. If anything is going to force his mom and my son to talk, have that real heart to heart. Yeah. Not talk to her the way you talk to me, but you got to talk to her the way you talk to me. As far as she doesn't have to use language. Got to be real. Needs to have that real. Yep. Transparent conversation. Yep. And um, come to an agreement. You know that benefits the kids. You know, not us, but. Well, and, and and that's that's a that's a tough conversation to have, without a doubt. You know, I'm guessing he's probably sweating having that conversation. I don't blame him. It's a tough one, but like you said, you know, it's a conversation that he has to have. Yeah, correct. Man, correct. Man, so I, I want to jump back and and touch. Yeah, I want to jump back and go back to the the cops calling you because. You know, one of the things I see on social media all the time, because I'm in so many different father's rights groups and everything, social media, you know, one of the common things people always say, well, you know, if your baby mama is withholding your child, call the cops. And I'm always like, no, that is not the right thing to do. Because number one, the cops are not trained in this kind of thing. They don't understand the laws of the family court system. And more often than not, they'll do the wrong thing instead of the right thing. So what, so he was wanting to, have you come in and turn yourself in and arrest you? Basically, is what he was wanting. Going to be a warrant for my arrest. I'm not going to go get a warrant and arrest me because I'm not going to turn myself in for something I know that is I didn't break the law. I send them a copy of the restraint. I send them the, the what it says, you know, about I don't have about he's no longer uh, under um, the, the restraining order, and even then I don't have to pay child support for him anymore because he's not going to college, he's not going to school. You know, he's like eighteen, so he's aged out. And every day the cop was still saying, well, this is, uh, you still try to talk me into turning myself in. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. You do what you got to do as a cop and whatever. <laughs> and uh, that was it. That's the last conversation I had with you. You know, <laughs> you know and it's and, just, it, it's just stuff like this. I'm going to 
DA and everything get you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's here. he said he was going to turn it into the DA. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, it's all that stuff. You know? <sighs> okay, we well, can do what you got to do, dude. <laughs> all that because you said happy birthday to your son. Good <laughs> Lord. Man. <laughs> the, the cops are, the police and law enforcement, and that goes for the sheriffs, highway patrol, any police organization, law enforcement that encounters this kind of stuff, they are just not properly trained in any of this stuff. It's so brutally sad. I mean, nine times out of ten, they will take the baby mama's word without even doing any kind of due diligence or research on it. I've seen that so many times. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm that happened to me many times. Yeah, you know, you know it. <laughs> Man, that's that's crazy. And I kept contacting my son, and my son, like I said, he wouldn't block me. Nothing. He would read my messages. So that told me, okay, well, he hasn't blocked me, so that means he's 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 breathing, he's listening, right? So I have his attention. So the door was open. So, okay. Yeah. I, go, I just gotta get my foot in there. So I kept, you know, messaging him, sending him information. Oh, check this out. Check that out. So, because I wanted to find a trigger button too. Yeah. What do I got to do for him to call me? Yeah. What button do I got to push? So I'm pushing buttons and I'm challenging him to things. You know, come on, son. Just hear me out. You know, and then it's like, what did I do? That's so terrible that you don't want to talk to me. He couldn't answer nothing. No. You know, no. he just go, what have you seen? What did you see with your own eyes? What did you experience personally? Well, and that's exactly it. You know, he was getting, he was getting fed one side of the story. And when you're challenged to look at that opposite viewpoint and you only have that one side as, you know, what you've seen, obviously you can't because you yeah. don't have any, you can't, you're not bringing anything to the table. I remember what I said. This is what I told. Get off your mom's tip already. <laughs> you know, like, come yep. on. And then that's well, I mean, you, you had you had to push the button to get the reaction to get him to you know open up those lines of communication. Yeah, yes, I did do that. I did say that. You know, if you're listening, son. I know you're cracking up, but I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's one of those yeah. things you you have to do that sometime. But you know, you you poked and prodded and got him to reach out to you, but then, you know, you let him say everything he needed to say, because that's the other part of it that so many parents miss is, you know, your, your children are their own person. They're their own being. They have their own thoughts, their own emotions, and they have to be allowed to get them out. You know, and you gave him, you gave him that ability to say everything that he needed to say that's been pent up for the last six years. Yeah. And it wasn't pretty. I mean, I don't want any dad to ever hear that, you know. But he had to get it out. So, you know, you can't take it personal. He did apologize, after, you know, a little bit after that. After we talked, he apologized for that. And, you know, whatever. It's okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Forgotten. It's over with. You know, and so, but like I said, that, that, that needed to happen for us to have dialogue, you know. And, and um, one thing I'm going to tell dads that are being alienated right now. This this is a must. Work on yourself during the time that you're alienated. Yep. Instead of going down the wrong path, work on your character. Work on yourself. 
build your life back up. Life still goes on. You have to get up every morning. You have to put, you know, you have to live every single day. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. You know, I, my wife can tell you many nights I cry myself to sleep. I hear stuff that happened. I mean, you can't. I always give the analogy. You're watching your kids drown in a pool and you're not allowed to jump in and save them and nobody else is doing anything about it. And you still somehow got to live your life. Yeah. You know, you can't stop living your life. You still got to recreate your life. You still got to work. Yeah, I mean, you got to pay the bills. You got to keep going with yourself. What you're saying, though, I mean, that is so vital because, you know, the whole family, family court circus alienation bullshit universe, it kills you. It will freaking kill you. It is worse than cancer. I tell guys this all the time. If you are dealing with this, you know, because the guy thing to do is to ball it up, stuff it in and not deal with it. Well, you got to deal with it. Number one. Number two. You have to continue on with your life. You know, life is not going to stop because you're getting punched in the nuts by the family court and you're being alienated. Life's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. Those bills are going to keep rolling in. You have to keep working. You have to keep surviving because at the end of the day, if you can't take care of yourself, you certainly can't take care of your kids. Exactly. Exactly. And so now my son's telling me, Dad, we need you. I need you. My brothers need you. My sister needs you right now at this moment. We can, they can, need, they can use you right now, you know. And so I'm ready, you know. Let me in, tie me in, put me in, coach. You know. Yep, I'm ready to come off the bench. Get me in the game. Exactly. You know. So, and then my son, you know, he gave me my my my, my dad rights back. I need you to be my dad. Put me in check when I need to be put in check. Put me in my place when you need to put me in my place. Tell me whatever I need to hear. I don't want to hear that. It's your job, you know. It's like, I'm like, of course, yeah, of course. And he's like begging for that. I'm 46 years old. I still want my dad to do that to me. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, I mean, you do. Yeah, you need you need somebody that's gonna you know have your best interests in mind and is not afraid to say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? That's not what you need to be doing right now. You know, and, and yeah, absolutely put you in check. You know, I, I tell my son this. I had this conversation with my son the other day. So Xander is 12. He's right on the cusp of, you know, the teenage years and the teenage drama and all that stuff. And, you know, the nice little teenage attitudes and all that. And I said, look, dude, I'm going to be putting you in check even when I'm like 80, you know, and you're in your 50s. You're a grown ass man. I'm still going to be there going, ha ha. I don't think so. That's not how that works. Think about what you're doing. And that's that's what being a father is all about. You know, you don't ever outgrow that and your children don't ever outgrow that need to have that. Exactly. So, I told him, you have your dad back. Um, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I got your back no matter what. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do that'll make me love you less or anything, you know. I, <laughs> you need me to dig a hole or something. Right? That's how deep my love is for my kids, you know? And so um, I even told my stepdaughter that, you know, 
Well, and that's that's how it's supposed to be. As as fathers, you know, we are supposed to be ready and willing to take a bullet for our children. You know, to give our life for them. It's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, we are their protector. That is our role, is to protect them. So let me ask you this, Raph. What did Hope think about all this when this all started going down and everything? Honey, what'd you think? Hey, Hope, how are you? Hi, how are you, Alan? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. So, so, so what did what did you think when this all started coming down? What was your first thought? Oh, with him and Noah? Yeah. Yep. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um, I I was hoping that Ralph would be able to to be able to speak to his son and and for them to reconnect. Um, it's a positive thing, and now Noah knows the truth, and um, he is a really really good good kid. He's a sweet sweet boy, um, and this has been six years in the making, so. I am elated for both of them that they have a relationship now. That's awesome. That that's got to be such a great thing to see. Having you know, rode with Raphael through this and seeing the tough times that he's had to endure with you know being alienated from his kids. To see this moment, that's just got to be a phenomenal feeling for you to go. Yes, yeah. You know, we're we're seeing this come back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's been a fun ride so far. I mean, we've had him for a week, and uh, it's like he is he's part of the family. You know, I felt like I've known him his whole life. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful kid. That is awesome. That is so awesome. And he and he's blessed to have you in his life too, because you've seen the ups and downs that his dad's gone through, and you've been by you know his dad's side. You know, and that's that's an important thing as well. Yeah. Yep. Ride or die. Ride or die. That yep, that's what they say. Ride or die. <laughs> no, that is that is. I'm so happy for you guys, though. Sincerely, that it, it warms my heart to hear that and to you know, I was telling Ralph to to see that photo that he put up on Instagram, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? And then reading, I was like, oh, damn, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. Can't wait for him to come back. No, absolutely. He'll have to come on the show. Raphael, you'll have to get him on the show. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he will. I did bring it up about, you know, this, but he's just, I'm not, not yet, but I'm sure he will. In time. In time. We, we got to make something right out of this, you know. You can speak as an alienated child, you know, to other people that are going through like yourself. You can just make what happened to us turn into something good that can help people. So our pain wasn't in vain. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I, I can see him later. Or I go, put it in, your, in a song, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Put it, Make a rap about it. But man, he's got an open invitation anytime he wants to come on and, you know, talk about his experience, you know, being in the middle of this. Yeah, I'm sure he can shed a lot of light you know, from his point of view. You know, I'm sure he has a lot to share and, and insight. And um, hopefully even his mom will turn around and advocate for us, you know. As as a uh, what's the word when they uh, not rehab but uh, I can't remember the word to use. You know when you change your ways. Oh oh yeah 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 I can't now I can't think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue but I can't think of what it is yeah. though. 
So reformed. I don't know. <laughs> reformed. Yeah, I guess. I guess that'd be a good one. Reformed. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the least she can do. You know, but um, in her time. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's exactly it. It's all in, all in time, one step at a time. Yeah. You know, you you managed to bridge the big gap here. Nothing that can bring me down right now. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome because I can I can definitely hear it in your voice. Without a doubt, you know I can hear that little emotional. No, that. He was able to share it with my kids. You know, he was able to see his dad like I was his hero all over again. You know, and that was it. Doesn't get any better than that. You know. No, that's that's an awesome thing, and that's oh man, uh, you get me emotional now. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's cry. <laughs> no, dude, I, I'm dad, right. Good kids, all five of them are great kids, you know. And like I said, uh, I had kids over the house. I haven't had a bunch of kids over the house in years, you know. From my, even my daughter invited a couple of her friends over because she wanted her to invite them to meet her brother, you know. She was so excited about, <laughs> you know, about having a brother over, and she didn't want him to leave, you know. And and so it's it's just, yeah, I guess I couldn't ask for more from from everyone that's around me, you know, the way they welcomed him and treated him and loved on him, and you know. Like you told me, Dad, I feel like I'm home. You are home, son. This is your home. Dude, that's awesome. Anyway, your parents are that, that's home. You know, so um, I can't ask for anything more other than just for time to go by sooner, so they can I can have all of them. Now. Right. No reason now why I can't be I can't fly over to where my other kids are at. Watch my daughter play basketball. Watch my my younger son wrestle. You know, I have a wrestler. I have a basketball player. My other son that's about to be a senior in high school, why I can't go over and hang out with them on a, you know, rent an Airbnb and have them all in the same room. I'm not trying to take them away from their mom. Yeah. Sure. You just want to be a part of their life. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah. You know? And so hopefully we can work on that. Hopefully she listens to this. I know she's probably upset about whatever. Knowing that talk, but it's, he, he had to let me know. He had, he had to tell me what I was going up against and what I'm dealing with. You know, so it, I appreciate his 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 openness, his trust. You know, so now that I have it, I'm not trying to break that. You know, so um, I I can't ask for anything more, brother. God's been good to me, always. Even in my toughest times, my darkest moments, you know, I, I've never let go of his hand. I'm definitely not gonna let go now. You know, and it's little by little, he's just he's just been giving me so much more. You know. And now I got this movie role. Now I got <laughs> what the heck, <laughs> man? Man, the sun, the sun is shining on you, brother. That is awesome, though. Oh my God. It is. I did. I told him exactly. Yeah, I told him it's a narcissistic, crazy ex-husband. I get to be myself. <laughs> is it time already? It is time. Wow. So. Yeah, it it always does go by fast, man. Whenever we talk, it goes by super fast. So with that being said, now that we're getting ready to wrap it up, what is some advice that you could give a father out there that's going through that? Because I've been watching the comments scroll by, and I saw one gentleman talking about how badly he was alienated. What can you say to him? First and foremost, you got to have a, a God in your life because he's the only one that's going to help you heal. From all that pain, from all the resentment, everything you've been through, been put through, and you've seen your kids go through, you gotta need him to help you forgive, to help you let go, to help you move on. Surround yourself with good people. You can't do this by yourself. 
ask for help if you need help. Get counseling, get therapy. You know, don't don't let your pride keep you from from getting from healing. You know, and like I've been saying, work on yourself every single day, little by little, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. That that is so important because your kids, you can't be anything like your kids been told that you are when you see them. You have to be ready for them. And uh, you know, not, I, I was, you know, I, God finally said it's time. You know that you're ready now. You know, a couple yep. of years ago, I wasn't ready. I was still angry. I was still. You saw how I was the first time I came on. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nope, I did. But, you know, and I've seen that change. Uh, Misty, we also got to talk to my son over the phone uh, while he was here. And, uh, gave him, you know, offered her support and, and, and had a great conversation with him that that, that helped, you know, even helped uh, things out between me and him to, for him to open up more, you know. So I got to thank her for that. And like I said, all the support that I've had from the from most alienated support groups that we have, you know, yep. and, and just, just keep pressing forward just get up you know that old rocky speech you know it's late you're in life you still gotta take the hits get up you still gotta keep moving forward you know that this is that speech over and over again yeah you know, that will motivate you nothing will absolutely you know, man your kids need you in spite of what you heard the garbage that you've been told it's not true man. my kids have always loved me my kids always miss me my kids always want to be in their lives you know and uh my, my you know and I know that because my son told me, and, and, and you know, so uh, just don't give up, guys. Don't give up. Your kids need you. You know, if anything, this should make you stronger and a better dad, a better parent. You know, uh, this made me a better husband. This made me a better dad. The experience that I've gone through. You know, because you don't take things for granted anymore. You appreciate little things. You appreciate moments. You know, and, and little small victories and all that. And so there's always something to celebrate and be grateful for. You know, even when you're in the darkest time, there's always something to, to be grateful for. The fact that you're breathing, the fact that you have a chance today to work on yourself, to do something, to to make things better for you and your children. You know? So just keep pressing forward, guys. Don't freaking give up no matter what. I still have three more to go, okay? I just have one. <laughs> I still have three more to go. And then we'll be back on the show again. Telling you, I got one more. I got one more. Dude, until I get all three. I look forward to it, man. I look forward to every every one of those episodes where you're telling me that you got reunited with another one of your children. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for what you do, Alan. Your your work is not in vain. You know. And, Absolutely. Uh, well, it's it, it, it's it's my honor to be able to give you guys a voice to tell your story. That's what I'm here for. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much, man. You know, I'm always a phone call away. You ever need me back or anything I can do for you in Sacramento, hit me up, brother. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, Hope, for standing by him. And uh, <laughs> and that's that's going to wrap it up for tonight, Ralph. I want to thank you for coming on the show again. And uh, yeah, let me know any new developments, as always. Will do, brother. Will do. <laughs> Guys, take care. God bless you guys. Keep the fight. Keep fighting the good fight. Okay? Uh, all right, brother. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too, man. Bye. All right. That was Raphael Palmera, the godfather of Swole, coming on to tell us about his reuniting with his oldest son.
That is, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear these stories where, you know, I've interviewed a father multiple times and, you know, walked with them through their journey of alienation and to hear about them coming out the other side, being reunited with their children is just, it's amazing. (laughs) You know, it it gets me right there in the heart because it's such an amazing feeling, you know, for me to hear this, because like I said, I walked with him. I've had him on the show multiple times and you know he's Raphael's been at rock bottom and he's built himself back up so it's awesome to hear that you know with that said that's going to wrap up tonight's show um I want to thank you guys for stopping by and listening and you know if you're a father out there please please do not ever give up your kids need you all right guys have a great rest of your weekend and listening to The Father's Truth. If you would like to be a guest or know someone with a story that needs to be heard, email Alan Donovan now at thefatherstruth at sohomail.com.